Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Handoff here, Johnson bounces it, Dearness Johnson. A 100-yard game in his first start as he gets 20, and he's looked good doing it. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. It is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth on a Friday. We'll get to Joe and Paul's contest picks and our show survivor pick about 20 minutes from now. Lightning bets later this hour. Joining us right now on the Roman guest line is our guy Ed Egros, sports analytics expert for FanDuel, Maurice to win, as well as Valley Sports. And, uh, of course, he's also with uh, the Power Rank with uh, with Ed Fang. So, Ed, welcome to the show here. Uh, we're happy to have you back, as we, we do every week. And there's an interesting card this week. There are some duds, it feels like, with some gigantic mm-hmm. spares. There's also some really interesting games. Let's start with one that we've touched a lot on this week. Curious your take on Bengals at the Ravens. The numbers stayed at 6.5 all week. Feels pretty heavy for a division game. The Bengals have impressed. What, what do you make of it? Ravens obviously off a very impressive win last weekend. I certainly agree when you look at division games. Certainly you need to discount at least uh, maybe a point, point and a half in, in certain situations. I've always found that in what comes to division games, maybe the spread is not so much where you would uh, sort of depress things. It's more the totals. You tend to have fewer points in those divisional games. And so who is that going to affect more? Is that going to affect Cincinnati or Baltimore more in terms of a slower pace of play, more familiarity, those kinds of things? To me, I think Cincinnati is probably the team that is likelier to be more affected by a divisional game where there are fewer points scored than, say, the Ravens. Lamar Jackson, I still feel like, is going to do his thing. That defense, you know, can still look outstanding in spurts. I mean, what they did against the Chargers was uh, nothing short of spectacular. Certainly, I know that the Chargers didn't help themselves, but the Ravens' defense has looked outstanding at certain times. And so, to me, I feel like Baltimore can kind of withstand whatever familiarity is thrown out there. And, yeah, it's a large spread, but I also believe that Baltimore is in the running for the number one team in football right now. Uh, so, Ed, we're not even counting uh, this game with a point spread of six and a half. Outside of that one, even with six teams on by, we have five games of point spreads that are a touchdown or more. We have three games that are into double digits. 
do you think part of the reason is the books have been hurt with all the favorites getting home over the last couple of weeks? And a lot of these are inflated when you look at when you compare them to the look ahead lines. I think part of it is just luck of the draw, so to speak. Match-ups. I mean, the, yeah. yeah, the matchups. Yeah, uh, this is a weird week where you have a lot of really good teams all off at the same time. It's kind of funny uh, when I was sort of looking at this week, looking at the slate, and I didn't realize until this week that Miami had actually asked not to have its bye week after the London trip. A, I didn't even know you could make such a request and then have it granted. Uh, And then B, that Miami actually went through that process to begin with. And, uh, you know, we can certainly talk about that game in just a bit, but it's fascinating to me that it's, it's these you know, stellar teams, you know, who are in the top three, top five and say like my power rankings, but it's these oddballs that somehow are still playing when not perhaps they shouldn't have, but that they still are in some way, shape or form. And so uh, we get blessed with the Atlanta Miamis of the world and we miss out on some of the top teams uh, continuing to show what they're made of. Yeah, so let's go there because that game is, I find it interesting because of what you said. So it's a double whammy. It's Atlanta off of their bye after their trip across across to Europe. And now it's Miami not taking their bye after their game last week. That feels like a pretty decent advantage for Atlanta. Rest for a team that probably needs some rest after jet lag. Neither team is very good. Uh, Miami obviously lost to the Jag- Jaguars last week, which was a bad loss for them. What do you make of this? The Falcons giving two and a half points on the road in Miami. What do you make of the game? It's interesting because Tua Tagovailoa, I think, was only plus 0.2% in terms of completion percentage over expected, which means that he probably had an average performance against the Jaguars, and that's probably reasonable to expect from him. I know he can still be a little bit volatile. Sometimes he can be largely inaccurate, especially if he's throwing, uh, you know, in terms of intermediate and long throws, but I have no idea how this travel thing is going to affect things. I know we talked about Brian Flores in such fawning terms a year ago in terms of, you know, being the one Belichick assistant who's going to figure it out and make it work. And he's going to be the guy and Mm -hmm. the group, the franchise decides to do this. And it's going to be interesting because if it works, then I wouldn't be surprised if many more teams make those requests whenever they fly back from London, just so that they can have uh, their bye week later in the season. But if it doesn't work, then I feel like there may be this kind of overreaction going, well, you know, this, we, we, really, we really didn't know this guy, but now, you know, Miami's back to where they were. So I, I, I don't know, like, in terms of overreaction, if this is going to matter in terms of the overall spread, because we have this one point super small sample size that we're trying to, to figure out here. But it may also be worth at the same time looking at Miami on the money line and saying, okay, maybe this isn't going to have any impact at all. Maybe we overblow this to begin with. And if we are, then maybe you want to be on the right side of uh, cashing in. So, I, I mean, I'm still leaning Atlanta more for the matchup than anything else. But, you know, there's a compelling argument to be made for Miami on the money line. Just don't say Miami's going to cover because, you know, the numbers don't quite fit there. What about Sunday night football? Not quite sure what to do with this game. San Francisco at home. They're favored by four and a half at Vandal Sportsbook. A San Francisco squad that has not been covering their number. They're one and four against the spread. It looks like Jimmy G. He's been limited at practice this week, but it looks like he's going to be their guy coming off the bye. Going against the Carson Wentz-led team. Playing 
pretty well over the last couple of weeks, but they're getting more than a field goal. How do you handicap this one? We were supposed to see an outstanding San Francisco 49ers defense. This is what I was promised, and I'm not sure it has been delivered. And I don't know who to complain to. I don't know which <laughs> suggestion box I need to you know, slip my piece of paper in. But this is one of those things when you look at EPA per drop back and quarterback pressures and all of those things, San Francisco's coming in sort of in the middle of the pack all the way around. And yeah, we knew that there were going to be some departures like Richard Sherman and such that were going to affect this. But I was still promised a great defensive performance, and I'm not really sure I've seen that up to this point. And you could say, well, yeah, he, you know, San Francisco has gone up, gone up against you know some great quarterbacks. But at, at some point, you feel like you're going to see a, a little bit better effort than than what we have up to this point. And so now you get Carson Wentz, who's actually been playing well over these last few games. The spread has been moving in the opposite direction of where I thought this was going to go. So right. I have no problem backing Indianapolis here. Ed Egros, FanDuel joining us here, talking about NFL Week 7. Ed, uh, how about the Washington football team in Green Bay against the Packers on Sunday? And boy, the numbers moved a lot this week. It was 10 to open the week, <laughs> moved very quickly to 9.5. Both Joe and I had liked the Washington side at that point, and now it's down to 7.5. One, what do you make of the, the line movement? And two, where do you lean in this game? The Packers... Five and one, yet their point differential just plus eight. You know, they got blown out the first week and they've kind of been trying to find their way back since then. What do you make of this game? You look at point differential for the Packers, it was a negative number uh, just prior to the Chicago game. And now all mm -hmm. of a sudden, we feel like that Aaron Rodgers uh, owns franchises now. Uh, <laughs> I think that hiring for your small business, if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com therapy60. That, that whole uh, Packers... He, do, uh, he does you know, with that one. He does. Uh, okay. Well, uh, I, I knew I'd chime in there. That that was an obvious uh, play there, no doubt about 20 it. Twenty and seven against the spread. Good grief. Good grief. I'm curious to see if this market is going to continue moving in Washington's direction. At some point, I'm willing to pounce the other way here. I do believe that at some point, Aaron Rodgers will start to pick it back up, and that we may overblow this point differential thing a little bit too much. I was certainly on the wrong end of Chicago Green Bay, and I, I'm smarting a little bit for it. But I also understand, like you guys have talked about a lot, as much as I've talked about it a good bit on more ways, that this Washington defense 
needs some work, especially when it comes to that second level, the linebackers, secondary, things like that. They need some more work. And this is this is a terrible matchup for them when you have Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. Now, all of a sudden, Taylor Heineke is supposed to keep up in a situation at Lambeau Field. I, I just don't know how you can back Washington in this spot unless the spread got into double digits. Are you uh, messing around with any of these double-digit spreads this week? There are three of them, like we mentioned earlier. Favorite or dog? Oh, yes. I love the Rams over the Lions. That All one, right. That one, I, I can't wait for that one. I just can't wait mm-hmm. for that one because it's the Jared Goff pseudo-revenge game and the Sean McVay pseudo-revenge game. How can you not stop what you're doing to sit down and watch this is it up to 20 yet? Cause I'll still it's, take it's that. so gross. Like I I'm with you. I've been talking about it all week and you know what? I don't think I've ever laid more than two touchdowns in the NFL and, and mm-hmm. I'm probably going to do it this week. And the number's not wrong based on that uh, Lions secondary, right? <laughs> based on the Lions secondary, you do the math, you look at your power rankings and yes, everything makes sense here. Here's the thing about the Lions that that I find a little bit disturbing. And and I'd say that about, you know, the betting market in general across the board here in terms of conventional wisdom and even data scientists. We keep clamoring about Dan Campbell being this outstanding coach where the players are playing hard for him and we love what he says in the news conference and he's honest and he's a breath of fresh air and all those things. And I'm not saying he isn't great behind the lectern. But if you look at this offensive infrastructure, Detroit is putting Jared Goff in a lot of really precarious situations. Play action is almost non-existent. Pre-snap motion and shifting is almost non-existent. And somehow we're supposed to believe that Detroit is going to have this figured out and they're not going to finish with the worst record in football. There is a reason why we should not have faith in this football team especially going up against the Rams that's still attempting to prove that they should be in the conversation as one of the best football teams. And especially at home, especially trying to get ticket sales and all that stuff where, you know, maybe you're not thinking about that during the game, but maybe you kind of toss in a couple of suggestions like, Hey, don't, don't, don't hold back too much here. You know, it's still important that we win by 28, 31, whatever it is, but this is a great spot for the Rams to showcase what they're doing. And then also maybe go into say like that third and fourth level wide receiver, give them some opportunities to shine here. I love the Rams in this spot. And hit, let's hit a game that I think a lot of people are going to be uh, wagering on. That is the chiefs in Tennessee against the Titans. Titans coming off the Monday night win, dramatic win. They're four and two, you know, watch uh, the chiefs last week against Washington. It was a slog through the first half and they pulled away. The number is four and a half. Where do you lean on this when the total is 57? I mean, it is a gigantic total. I like Chiefs in this game. I think this is a good spot for them against a terrible Tennessee defense. Where do you lean in this game? Chiefs, four and a half uh, favorites against the Titans. It's felt like since uh, a couple of presidential administrations ago when the Chiefs were covering on a regular basis. And now I think is the time where we can start to assume that the Chiefs can take care of business against uh, you know, most any reasonable spread. And I think that's what can happen here. When you look at the Titans, I'm still not convinced that the passing attack is exactly where it needs to be at this point. I know it helped going up against Buffalo and uh, you know AJ and Julio. They look great, but can they do this consistently? Can they remain healthy enough to be able to perform at a high level, especially in this track meet that we are all anticipating? I'm still questioning that. What I'm not questioning is that, yeah, the Chiefs defense, it's problematic, but 
Pat Mahomes is not going to continue to have all the turnovers that he's had in the first several games of the season. And you can't anticipate turnovers, especially from one of the more sound offenses in football. These things are flukes. Guys get frustrated. They get down significantly, and they feel like they have to be heroes. That's not going to happen against the Titans. If, if anything gets close, you're not going to see Pat Mahomes sort of sling it around and try and do all these funky things. Instead, it's just going to be you know this kind of monotonous thing where you get to a 30-26 kind of final. And four and a half is not big enough. I think the Chiefs can can cover this. And if it if it starts to move to say like six six and a half, then I'm going to feel differently. But you know my numbers in the fives, and I'm fine with that. Uh, we agree a lot as far as this NFL card. What about in college football? What are some of your favorite looks? So one thing I like is Army Wake Forest. I actually think the wrong team is uh, favored here, so I'm probably taking Army on the money line uh, in large part because Army is such a really funky team to prepare for. Uh, you know, they're always unexpected. They're always doing things you aren't anticipating. The, the quarterback situation isn't quite figured out there yet. And still they're covering games, winning outright, etc. And sure, Wake Forest, uh, perhaps one of the more talented ACC teams. But there's something about Army's scrappiness and the fact that they're top 20 in terms of EPA, uh, EPA margin there's something about them that that is intriguing to me and three and a half is not that big so maybe army on the money line there quickly ed about 30 seconds dodgers nlcs what are you thinking is it over are they coming back it's the same pattern as last year down and then we know what happened <laughs> so funny story about that uh, a friend of mine was claiming that the dodgers were emotionally drained from that giant series <laughs> and that's why they are where they are and yeah. I didn't know what, first off, that you would say this to me, the analyst. To you. Guy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Wrong like, guy. how do I not know that this is some sort of bullying or, or <laughs> something that, you know, I need reinforcements for? Because it just sounds mean. Uh, but can the Dodgers do it? Absolutely. I mean, it, it, it's baseball. You know, it's, it's a crapshoot. It's the postseason. And they're the Dodgers. They're, they're darn good. Joe Ojo, G, Aaron Hawksworth, thanks to Ed Egros. We'll talk. Survivor plays and the contest picks coming up next on the other side. Joe Ojo, G. Aaron Oxford, BetQL Daily presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.